The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A break from the relentless onslaught of Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly. Uh, that onslaught continuing. Um, I mean, I, I say we need a break from it. Uh, we are all kind of hypnotised, I think, uh, by it, the story. And we will continue to be, I would suspect, over the next few days and weeks because more questions and answers is what we have uh, today. Uh, Kevin Backhurst, who's the new boss at RTE, tasked with tidying all of this up and reforming the broadcaster. He was my guest in the last half hour. He said a, a couple of really interesting uh, things. He, he said uh, that it is a big decision uh for him and for RTE in terms of Ryan Tuberty's future uh, at the uh, organisation. He said hopefully by the end of the month uh, they would have made a decision on whether he will be back on air. I know a lot of people speculating today that such as the degree to which Ryan Tuberty came out fighting, all guns blazing, swinging, however you want to describe it, whatever metaphor you want to reach for, that essentially he could never be back on air. It was impossible to see him back on air in RTE. But Kevin Backer is not ruling it out within the next couple of weeks. By the end of the month, he said, a decision will be made. Um, he said another, a uh, uh, couple of other interesting things. He, he, he quite clearly said that he disagreed with any assertion that the blame solely lies with RTE. He feels very much the blame lies with the agent, uh, Noel Kelly, as well, that he bears some responsibility uh, for this deal. He thinks Noel Kelly should have asked questions as well uh, of uh, the invoicing when he was asked uh in terms of submitting a, a, an invoice for this famous Renault money, if we'll describe it that way, when he was told by RTE uh, to invoice a, a UK company uh, to put it down as consultancy fees and to not use any names in the invoice. Uh, it has been Noel Kelly's assertion today that he did that because he was simply following instructions. Now, Catherine Murphy described that as the Nuremberg uh, defence. I was just following orders. Uh, Kevin Backhurst didn't quite go that far uh, to use that phrase, but he certainly would disagree that Noel Kelly... Um, should have just followed instructions. He said he should have asked questions. He had a duty to Ryan Tuberty, in fact, to ask questions. Um, Catherine Murphy is with me now, actually, Social Democrat TD and Vice Chair of the Public Accounts Committee. Uh, Catherine, you're welcome to the show. Um, uh, What did you make of what, we'll come to Noel Kelly in just a moment, but what Ryan Tuberty had to say before the committee today? Yeah, well, I, I think it was very useful that the that both of them that appeared, and I think the information that some of the information they gave us would be at odds with some of what we had heard before, and um, that will obviously lead to um, some different questioning on Thursday's public accounts meeting that than we would have planned. So, from from that point of view, it was a useful hearing. Um, the you know I, I I still feel that like invoices are not the, the this invoice is at the at the heart of all of this. It was what uh, Shuni Rally Rally said about you know the uh, you know the um, it it was in, intended to deceive. Um, so I mean invoices uh, invoices are supposed to be for what you you know if you buy goods or services they're supposed to be for goods and services they're not supposed to be kind of for a, a cre- creative document mm. you know and and essentially that is that's really one of the things that's that's at, that's at the heart of this i i, I no, repeatedly Noel Kelly made the point I was acting under instructions um, and I, I would agree with uh, Kevin Backhurst on that and, and in fact several of us made that point today which you, you know that there should have been some questioning of why do you want us to do this why do you want us to do it in this particular way and that would be the same for some of the people that appeared before us before 
um, in, re- in relation to, I can't remember and, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and, mm. and actually telling us things that are completely at odds with what we heard today. Um, so look, it, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I would, I, I, I don't doubt that both uh, people that were in front of us today are, you know, have had a, a tough few weeks. Mm. Um, I don't doubt that Ryan Torberty Tur- is feeling, you know, very, uh, you know, personally impacted by this. Um, but our job today was to, um, was to interrogate the, the detail and the information that they gave us. It would have been helpful had we had that documentation yesterday to give us a chance to kind of, you know, cross reference things that were said before. Yeah. But, um, but having said that, um, it, I, I think it does help in, in some respects to, uh, to, to put together that jigsaw. But of course, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't doubt that there would have been, you know, some different um, purpose in Ryan Tuberty being there today and indeed his agent. And that is, you know, setting the record straight and, you know, um, undoing some of the reputational damage as well. Uh, that continues to be, and listen, we appreciate and we take at face value the reason that she says she cannot appear yet. But there, there, there is a, a D Forbes shaped hole in the room, isn't there? There is, yeah. Uh, although I, I do think, um, I do think that the information we have got disputes the, uh, the narrative that she was the only one that had, uh, all of the information. I think from, you know, some of not just what was said today, but some of the documentation mm. that was provided that completely exposed that in terms of a narrative. Um, that there were a range of other people who knew all about you know, the detail of this. Um, and and that would be part of the reason why we'll have a different range of questioning on, on Thursday. So so what questions specifically will you be seeking answers to now on Thursday on foot of what you heard today? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about it is that um, the, the, the the agreement, um, the, the email that on the 20th of of. Uh, February that came from um, Brida O'Keefe. She appeared uh, last week and the week before, and she was the former chief financial officer. Uh, she said that there was, the, you know, some of what was, you know, the the relationship with the um, with the sponsor was something that she was disputing um, right up to the time she went. Well, mm. what we got today would have been at odds with that. And there's a like, there's an email. It's you know, it's from her, and it documents things. Uh, most certainly that. The other thing is that. Geraldine o- O'Leary would have been very clear with us about, well, she would have been very unclear with us and saying it not, she didn't recall who uh, decided all this, where in fact what we, what we saw today was, um, documents that, uh, and uh, obviously some back and forth on this where she would have been a central player in terms yeah. of how this was to happen, you know, so, so there will be things in that family of things. Look, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to who knew what, where, why, why was this done? It's actually quite difficult to figure out, you know, like it doesn't appear to be any monetary gain for, for a lot of the people who are making the, uh, you know, making some of the statements that they did. And you're still, still at odds with why, why were people covering this up? You know, um, why were they, why, why was there such a, such an error spun, you know? Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, it, it's interesting because one of the other assertions that Ryan Tuberty made as well before the Public Accounts Committee today, and in a moment we're going to speak to Malcolm Byrne because the, the media committee as well had, had their go 
continue to do. Um, but uh, before the Public Accounts Committee, Ryan Tuberty talked about the fact that he took a 20% pay cut. He was very insistent on that. I took a 20% pay cut. That the, or, the, the Renault money, if we call it that, shouldn't be considered pay. It's a totally separate deal. Happened to be negotiated kind of at the same time, but totally separate. Now, Kevin Backhurst wasn't having any of that. He said, look at the parties involved. Look at the nature of the agreement. That simply has to be considered pay from RTE to Ryan Tuberty. I mean, so those two people are at odds there now, Ryan Tuberty and yeah. Kevin Backhurst. Yeah. What's your and, view? Uh, yeah, and I've got to say, I I, I don't buy it either. I, I think the, um, look, Ryan Tuberty told us, the very first thing he told us that he was an independent contractor and that he gets work elsewhere as well as within RTE. Now, RTE are not in the business of, of getting Ryan Tuberty work, which would be the case if they were negotiating to get him some work from for. Renault. I don't buy that at all. I think it was it was interlinked all of this and I think that that came across strongly with other people uh, from both committees who were making exactly the same point. Uh, so I, I think the totality of it was uh, his income. That's the, that's the way I think most of us see it. All right, Catherine, listen, appreciate your time. Catherine Murphy is Social Democrat TD. She's Vice Chair of the Public Accounts Committee. Malcolm Byrne is the Fianna Fáil Senator and a member of the, the Media Committee. Uh, Senator, you're welcome to the show. Uh, what were you told today that you were satisfied with? What were you told today that you're unsatisfied with? So if we go back to the core issue right at the beginning of all of this, was it was around the reporting of Ryan Tuberty's salary. And what was clear was over a, a number of years, uh, Ryan Tuberty's salary was underreported. So what went out into the public domain, what we were told in the Oireachtas, uh, were not the correct figures, uh, and that over a number of years, Ryan Tuberty was paid from RTE a lot more than was actually uh, reported. Um, I asked Ryan Tuberty, did he have any regrets? Did he feel something was wrong? He said yes. Uh, when they became aware of this, they should have insisted uh, that that was um, corrected. Uh, the second big element around what is going on is this this deal that was involving Renault. And I have to say, no, some of Noel Kelly's answers stretched uh, credulity. Um, it was at a time in uh, March 2020, just as COVID was starting. And what we saw when COVID was starting was that at the same time, Morty was facing financial difficulty. Uh, staff were taking cuts. Um, yet in this case, where Ryan Tuberty was being asked to take a cut, Miraculously, somebody in RTE said, hey, we've negotiated a deal um, with or with Renault um, on Ryan's behalf and that this would end up being, uh, you know, a, a rolling deal tied to the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Tuberty was paid um, money uh, and part of that was that he was to do a number of events um, for Renault. Those events uh, didn't happen because of COVID. He said he's still happy to do them. Um, and he said, look, but if he doesn't do them, he'll pay that money back. Uh, so I, I posed the question then, well, to whom are you going to pay that back? And they answered to Astus, uh, this, this company, this holding company in the UK, uh, which as it now appears to be is, is RTE. I think a lot of questions were being raised about Noel Kelly uh, agreeing to raise an invoice which was listed for consultancy services to name a company, Astus, which was based in the UK, uh, where there was different VAT rates and so on that, that were applied, uh, and kind of asking you know somebody, a, an experienced business person such as Noel Kelly, why he didn't raise more questions. 
Uh, one of the other issues then raised as well um, today uh, by Ryan Torbery and Noel Kelly um, was who is responsible for for engineering this deal, this deal between Renault and 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 uh, Ryan Torbery and RTE. And up until today, the narrative was very much that this was kind of D Forbes on a solo run. Um, and we haven't heard from Dee Forbes yet and she like everybody deserves her chance to get her side of the story out so I'm not having a go at her by suggesting exactly. that, using that description but but again Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly pushed back on this today said hold on this was not just Dee Forbes there were other people involved No and, and one of the questions that we've been constantly asking is who was in the room who negotiated the deal who knew about it uh, so we've heard from you know quite a number of the players now in RTE uh, on the executive board. We've heard from Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly. We have still to hear, and they're obviously ill at the moment, Dee Forbes and Jim Jennings. Uh, both of them are welcome before the committee to provide evidence because I think it's important that we hear their part of the story. Um, but it's very clear uh, that Noel Kelly and a number of individuals in RTE knew about this deal that was done uh, with Renault. Um, and the money was channeled to uh, Ryan Tuberty in, uh, let's call it a very unorthodox way, uh, through a UK holding account where it was listed uh, as consultancy services. Um, I, I, I think certainly the impression from Ryan Tuberty is that you know he very much relied on Noel Kelly, his agent, who did all the negotiating and acted on his behalf. Uh, but certainly, I think Ryan Tuberty should have asked more questions. Um, but I think uh, you know a lot of mm. members were rather incredulous uh, that that you know Noel Kelly just agreed uh, to the process that was that was set up by RTE. I think we we still need uh, to get further answers, but I think this okay. does speak to a broader problem of a culture around poor corporate governance, sort of backroom deals being done um, in RTE, uh, and I would certainly hope. You know, Kevin Backhurst has made a good start. Uh, we need to see transparency and accountability. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is going to run for a number of weeks yet. Oh, Senator, thank you for your time, Senator. Uh, Malcolm Byrne, Fianna Fáil Senator, a member of that media committee. Willie O'Reilly is with me as well. Now, columnist at the Business Post and former Group Commercial Director uh, at RTE. Uh, Willie, as always, it's good to talk to you. Um, I mean, Ryan Tuberty, how do you assess his his future now with RTE. A lot of people surprised he came out swinging yeah. to the degree he did. Kevin Backer says a decision by the end of the month is going to be made. Well, he's on he's on the back foot. He has to be. You know, his he's had a stellar career up to date. You know, he started in RTE as a junior. He then went on to work as a reporter. He then had his own shows and he's gone on the Late Late Show. And like he has seen the whole thing go up in flames. So he can't but be really hurt about it mm. because I believe he genuinely thinks, and I, I don't think anyone doubts that, that he enjoyed what he did. He gave of himself to do it. He put himself out on a public platform. Of course, people say he got paid for it, but that's, that's, that's part and parcel of it. And to see all of that ends so ignominiously will be terrifying and terrible for him. Um, and I believe, he, anyway, I've said this before, I believe redemption is possible and I believe ultimately the public will decide he should go back in the air sometime soon and let the public decide whether they want to hear him or not. They get measured. You, you think that should be the case, but do you suspect, given your experience in the industry, that that will be the case? 
So like Kevin Backer says, as you say, he kind of wouldn't be drawn on it beyond saying by the end of the month, by the end of July, he'll have yeah, talked to Kevin enough people right that a decision would be made. Why would, he make, why would he make himself a hostage fortune at this time? You know, he's only just landed in the country. He's only just taken up residence here. Um, everybody's looking to get him on the radio, the television programme. He's inundated with, uh, with questions. The canteen in our tea is rat infested. He needs nowhere to go for a cup of coffee. He's having a hard time. So, you know, <laughs> kick that one down to the end of summer so he's doing the right thing he's off to a great start but do you do you suspect i mean you, you say that like your view is redemption is possible and he should be put back on air but do you think he will be uh, well, it, that's not for me. I, I don't know. There's a new management. My time has gone there. Um, but my view is I have seen other people uh, look just on another thing. Tony Fenton, whose career almost ended. He got another chance. I brought him on on a weekend show. He then became a huge success and had a daytime show. Now, he the same thing. There was nothing leveled against him. But careers can have ups and downs. And, you know, I think Ryan has, um, I think the public have a have him somewhere close to their heart. They're really angry and annoyed about him. But it's even in RT's interest to try and get him back on air. He brought big audiences. Wouldn't you just see if after a period of time you couldn't resurrect that? And that, Kieran, is one of the problems actually about um, the exposition we're having today. I understand it. It's actually interesting watching democracy at work. But, but, But the decisions can't be made because there is no judge, there is no jury. If this was in a a trial situation, somebody would come out Mm. and say, on the balance of probability, and therefore this is the sentence I imposed. Whereas we don't have that at the Public Accounts Committee, so there's an endless amount of questioning. And as your previous speakers both said, it's hard to resolve it. Kevin Backhurst also said to us in the last hour that uh, he would like less involvement from agents uh, when it comes to negotiating contracts in RTE. Uh, You know, you mentioned Fair yeah. City and actors and actresses yeah. in Fair City. And of course, you're going to have agents, uh, you know, in that area and in other areas. But certainly kind of daytime programming, news and current affairs. What's the point? Well, the point is you need somebody, and I'm going to use that word, the talent, the on-air talent, who are poor at representing themselves. And when they come in and they sit down opposite you, they say, I want more money. And you say, Why? And then you begin to discuss their career with them. And then there can be tears and people leave really upset. Whereas an agent can get between that, can talk about the hard business decisions, can talk about the delivery of money, the delivery of audience or whatever. And then that other person is told about it. It was very evident from watching Ryan today. He wouldn't be good at negotiating his own salary. He's not that kind of a guy. He likes to get paid. He likes to get on with his life. But actually sitting down and say, hold on, guys, I bring you this many people. The programs I'm on bring you this amount of revenue. I think I'm worth that proportion of it. He's not that kind of person. That's why you have agents. Agents are not going away. Mark my word. Well, the story's not going away. Mark my word. (laughs) Willie, listen, we appreciate your time as always. Willie O'Reilly, columnist of the Business Post and a former group commercial director of RTE. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.